I've been fully obsessed with Euphoria this season. I've been loving the TikTok discourse. At the beginning, I did. At the end, I started to hate it. But all the thoughts about it. And I want to talk about this season in depth because I've been so obsessed. So I wanted to ask myself, what do I think about this season compared to season one? I really like this season. I think it was hard to watch most of the time. But I think that Sam took the criticism of the glorifying of drugs aspect and really shared the worst parts of it. The strong difference between season one and season two literally makes so much sense in terms of high school because things just change so quickly. And in terms of who I thought grew the most this season, I would have to say Rue and Lexi. I think that the hardest battle this season was Rue and her sobriety. And if I could rewrite one episode or circumstance on the show, it would be first, if in a perfect world, editing out all the nudity this season in terms of post-production um and like a plot line that I would edit out would be the Lori plot line I think it created a lot of anxiety and made Rue's journey to sobriety harder to watch my favorite episode this season was probably seven because I was anticipating Lexi's play the whole season and it didn't let me down um and like during the show each character receives many reality checks that I think are really important this episode um like and I feel like that happens throughout the show in general, but it definitely happened in this episode. And it really, I thought that it would lead to a more productive finale, um, which I don't think it really accomplished, but it did help wrap some things up. My least favorite episode was probably five, but in the way that it's also my favorite because it was so powerful, but it was hard to watch. I don't know if that really makes sense. And my favorite character is Bobby. Um, and it's because she hasn't done anything to make me upset. My least favorite character, um, honestly, the whole Jacob's family, more specifically Marsha. The more I think about her, she's kind of the devil. And my reasoning may be kind of misogynistic. So don't, I know that it probably is. But I think she's the worst because it seems like she could sense the tension between Cal um, and Derek, the sexual tension, and she still got pregnant, maybe intentionally, and shielded Cal from an LGBTQ life story. She says in her talk with Nate that she noticed a shift in him and disregarded the care of his mental health solely due to his father's beliefs. She knew that her son was dangerous and violent, and instead of stepping in, she allowed him to exhibit toxic masculine behaviors and ruin so many young men and women's lives. Um so many issues this season and season one stemmed from Nate and they could have been prevented if she just did her job as a parent. Same with Cal and he's worse because of what he does to women like Jules and the men seen throughout the series but to me Marsha displays all the behaviors I hate about boy moms and how mothers raise their sons different to the point that their children end up hurting people in the end. So to me the difference in the ambiance and like the video production from this season and last is that one, Euphoria overall is shot beautifully and I love the ambiance with the more pink, purple, blue tones in season one. Um, and then in season two, like Sam says in one of the after the episodes, you see the gold and the black. I feel like season one feels more glamorized, like everything they are doing seems almost okay, especially in regards to Rue's addiction. It's like how you would reflect on your teenage years as an adult, almost um and I'm not trying to diminish any of the hardships season one, like Cassie's abortion and Maddie's assault, because I think when you think of those seeds visually, you see a similar ambiance to what you see throughout the duration of season two. Um, 
And the entirety of season two feels like all of the worst things you keep hidden coming true. I feel like season two is a season of secrets and Lexi's play is acting like how euphoria is, like how euphoria shows us everyone's secret lives and all those secrets. Lexi's play is doing the same thing, but to the characters in the whole school. In order to elevate euphoria as a show, I don't know anything that I would do in terms of writing, but I think I would approach the social media aspect in a different way. Like I think of Alexa Demi and her lack of social media presence and how it kind of feels like it's propelling her more to be the it girl. I also think of like the Birkin bag. I recently saw Smokey Glow's video of it and how it's so rare and special to be able to have one. I would treat Euphoria like that. I wouldn't give teasers or trailers for the next episode and I would make very like for the full season trailer I would make it very ominous ominous I would do as little press as possible and have the cast do also very ominous promotion and I would do better at keeping the plot under wraps like this complete whole season was spoiled for me I would try my best to make Euphoria feel as hidden as possible to create more commotion and anticipation for the show. I think it would, also, it would also allow us to go online and not see it overpowering timelines and almost overfed to those who don't watch it. I honestly am not sure if that's possible because I feel like as much as social media influencers and people on TikTok and stuff like that were trying to use it to like propel their audience, I feel like if it's kept more under wraps and you're not seeing constant like um, interviews of Sydney Sweeney on your YouTube, it'll be more like private and maybe that will help limit the amount of like commotion around it. Cause I feel like it's honestly stressing the people who are writing the show and working on the show out. Like I saw a recent quote from Zendaya talking about how like the TikTok audience just like blows things out of proportion. And I feel like the show isn't age restricted well, but at the end of the day, how are you going to do that? Anyways, um, I don't remember a lot of my favorite TikTok theories, but one that I really like isn't really a theory, but it just talks about how all the characters are interconnected and share a lot of similarities and how Cassie and Brie were cut from the same cloth with addiction and loss and having like daddy issues and Cassie and Jules were both like addicted to love. Everyone is so similar. I deleted TikTok off my phone during this, but I do watch on my laptop, so I don't know a lot of theories. But most of them kind of annoy me. Um, there are so many good tweets about Euphoria this season as well. Um, one of my favorite ones was when they compare the Euphoria characters to Real Housewives. And the funniest ones to me were uh, Kim Richards as Rue and Cassie as Portia. So the quotes from the season that stand out to me are any soon-to-be mamas want to take a dip and that's Cal Jacobs in episode two during Nate's dream sequence and then a lot of them are from Cal another one was what what and that was Cal um in episode four and he was being like a drunk menace another favorite is you had sex with Jewel and that's Fez when Cal comes over to try to get the tape of Jewel's in him and then during the same conversation when when Fezco says I'm confused you you're confused I'm confused bro and then my one of my favorite quotes from the season is when Nate and Cassie are fighting and she says I'm crazier and what's so funny to me is after the show I saw on Twitter that someone had edited together her saying that and then her running up the stairs when Maddie had confronted her after Rue told her about 
Cassie's secret relationship with Nate and it's the funniest thing ever. Uh, another quote that I liked was, I know you've probably been washing that ass. And that's Ollie in episode six when he comes over to make dinner for the Bennetts. Um, and my last quote that I really like is, one of them is, I don't care. I just want to watch my millionaire matchmaker. And that is Susan episode six. And she's responding to Cassie having a mental breakdown. And in that same conversation, oh, she needs an exorcism. And my last one was from the last episode last night, and it's when Bobby says, giddy up. <laughs> um, if I had to describe Euphoria to someone else, like a quick synopsis, I would describe it as high schoolers trying their best to be loved and to love their lives while overcoming the battles of being a teenager in the 21st century, when it's hard to live for yourself and love yourself only. It's a show that highlights expectations, chosen family and real family, and the struggles that can come from people trying to live down their past and create a new future. And to me, the best song placement throughout the show, there's so many good ones, but the needle drops at the beginning of the episodes are amazing. The one in the first episode, great. And if I had to point out the main themes from the show, I would say addiction, daddy issues, self-love, facing your flaws and insecurities, secrets and how they impact others, strong familial bonds, distinction between dream and reality, like dissociation, if that makes sense, the butterfly effect, the power of community, friendship, and loss and grief. So here are some takeaways I had from this season. Something I really like about the show is how thoughtful Sam is on connecting phrases from season one to season two. As I rewatch the show, it's crazy to see Cassie repeat the same quote when she says, in a good way or a bad way, in reference to how she looks in the bathroom with the main cast, like all the girls, in season two. And she says the same thing with McKay in the car before the Halloween party at his college, season one. It's like Cassie is so, like, obsessed with other people validating her. Also, to see Fez refer to Rio as a drug addict when she's sober at the Halloween party in season two, and for, um, no, in season one, he refers to her as a drug addict, and then in season two, when Rue is narrating, she, it shows Fez saying that he didn't refer to her as a drug addict, but instead as someone who fucks around. It's like everything that Sam writes is so intentional and rewatching it again recently made me realize that. Like I forgot a lot about the non-main cast and something crazy that I forgot was that Nate kisses Jules in season one. So you, he can't deny his love for her and people can't say that that's like has no base because he literally kissed her in season one. I wrote a lot of this stuff before the finale aired but here are some loose ends that I wanted tied, tied up. And this one was not. It seems like everyone in the show is in love with each other, which I like. I think is realistic to the age of the characters. But to me, I subtly believe that Fez liked Rue and Lexi liked Rue. And I'll be upset if those relationships aren't explored and expanded on in the second act of Lexi's play. And they weren't. Because to me, so many people were like, had crushes on each other. And it's just, even the idea of Cassie being with Nate is something that happens to high school age girls all the time but I feel like there's no way you can deny the connection that Lexi had to Rue in season one and how it seemed like it was kind of romantic and then it was just dropped and to me it seemed like Fez had romantic love for Rue in season one and it's just never talked about and then suddenly Fexy's a thing. 
I wish that that was explored more. And when Maude had done some press and had said that an important conversation was had between her and Rue in the finale, I thought it was going to lead to the romantic question. Okay, so I broke down each episode and wrote my thoughts on it. So episode one, there's so much symbolism and repetition. You see the suitcases. Um, you see her give the suitcase to Fez, Lori, and then you see Lori give the suitcase to Rue later in the season. Um, and then you see Maddie when she's talking to Lexi and she's like, Cassie always answers the phone. And then later in the season, you see Cassie decline her call. You literally see everyone's struggles displayed in episode one. Also, it's obvious that Fez is way older than them in season one when Lori refers to Rue as a high school girl. Also, the theory of Ash dying to protect Fez, you see it with Fez trying to protect his grandmother and getting hurt. I can't put my finger on what Lexi felt when she saw Fez beat up Nate. I wonder if she put two and two together with the situation and the with this situation and the Tyler one. It seemed like when Cassie and McKay were talking, he wanted her to blame his sexual assault or her abortion, maybe, for her wanting space between them. Also, you saw the difference in intent and personality as a lover when you see Cassie cry in the bathroom with Nate and he scolds her and says, why are you crying? Instead of when she cries while talking to McKay, he sits down and says, what's wrong? You see Nate point out that Cassie is emotional in episode two and that he likes it, but does he actually, you know, because it seems like he hates it. Rewatching it again and again, and there are so many things that I love about that episode, I really wish we could see more into McKay and Cassie's relationship and the meaning behind the words that he said to her at that party. Okay, so for episode two, I don't understand what Rue narrates when Nate is in the hospital because I don't believe that he loves Cassie at all. Maybe it is brain damage and this is her being unreliable and he's actually thinking about Jules. In the hot tub, Maddie paints the picture and tells Cassie what it is in both this episode and the one where she throws up but Cassie is so selfish she does not like she does the exact opposite and she disregards the truth um of Maddie's words about who Nate is and then earlier you see Nate's blood on Cassie's body and I feel like that symbolizes the blood on her hands for breaking girl code there's symbolism in Maddie putting on the mother of the child's clothes um and then helping her take them off it's like they want to be each other the mother wants her youth and maddie wants the mother status relationship and like a family you see cat messing with something shiny right before her daydream of like a game of thrones guy and it's like that saying being distracted by something shiny and new it's almost like she wants her life to be as exciting as fan fiction and as exciting as her peers life um and she feels that she doesn't get that probably because of her weight like she did all the sexual crazy stuff season one and now she's bored of her perfect relationship because all she's seen around her in terms of relationships and all she's written is chaotic you think about in Lexi's play when she's like the first like example of love or like a relationship that we saw was Nate and Maddie and that's not a great example Jules sees the worst in Elliot in season in episode two and her his relationship with Rue because she knows that she would do the same thing and cheat on Rue. She's projecting her self-hatred and insecurities when it comes to love and intimacy. Jules and Cassie are super similar. And a lot of people were saying that Jules cheating on um Rue was out of field, but I disagree with that. Um 
Lexi's jealous of Rue's relationship with Jules. Jules had the courage to tell Leslie what happened with um, the drugs, and Lexi didn't. Jules got Rue sober season one, and Lexi couldn't. Lexi couldn't even tell Fez that Cassie snitched when she biked to the gas station. And so the only outlet she had was writing and bottling her emotions. And that's why she did the play and exposed all of her emotions and feelings about everyone. And Fez gave her that outlet by talking to him and being receptive to her thoughts. Okay, so for episode three, when Nate says he loves how sick Cassie is, doesn't that fully contradict everything he says in episode two? Like he said that he loved how emotional and passionate she was or something like that. This might seem too far stretched, but the similarities to Ethan's mom berating Kat and Kat gaslighting Ethan in episode six and the fact that they are at Asian restaurants at both, it's like Ethan wasn't standing up for Kat or respecting her at the dinner with his parents and Kat disrespected Ethan at their dinner together and made him cancel play practice. Like at the end of the day, they loved each other or liked each other, but they didn't respect each other. Something I noticed at the end of the episode, Maddie's always like opening up a door and Nate's there, but it's never the other way around. It's like he's always chasing after to get the tape or whatever, just making her life a living hell. But she never sought out for him, except when she called him that day and sent him pictures of her in the ladies' clothes. And this is a common thing. I think it's because this season kind of disregarded Maddie and what she's feeling and what she's thinking in like her life and her story like you saw her babysitting but that was literally it but almost all of Maddie's um screen time involved Nate and Nate just fucking with her life and you never really got to see her truly happy I guess except on her birthday before (laughs) Cassie puked on her which I don't like it's like Nate was really the main character of the season and Cassie because you just see them interact with so many different people on the cast and and it allowed people like Kat to go unseen where I would have loved to see more about what's going on with her at this time. So episode four. This episode makes me so uncomfortable but I do see similarities to Rue being so high that she can't orgasm with Jules and Kat wanting to be dominated. Like there's a lack of sexual chemistry with both couples but I think with Jules and Rue actually I don't. I said here that I think it's because she was because of the drugs um but I think I talk about it more I something I don't like about Rue and Jules relationship is we didn't really see it develop develop or how they fell in love it kind of just like happened one day which is realistic honestly at that age like if I liked a girl's outfit I would become her best friend but I feel like it doesn't make sense in the romantic part of their relationship for some reason so by me saying that I feel like that could also relate to sexual chemistry and you see in episode eight when Rue is talking about Jules as if she's probably her first love and it's because when you're that young you don't really know like anything can make you fall in love with someone or pursue a relationship with them so the fact that they have they could have a lack of sexual chemistry makes sense to me anyway um I can't quite understand Elliot and what he's trying to do in the situation but his interactions with Jules in episode four make me very uncomfortable and upset like just the hand shit and the fact that Jules cheated on Rue. I think Jules is still just like Cassie and wants to be loved and have sex at whatever that costs. Um, but she still has white woman tears and gets offended by everything. Like she wants to be cool and hard, 
but she isn't. She can dish it, but she can't take it, which again is so realistic for girls her age. Um, why was Lexi hiding in the pictures? I thought that was so weird, something I just noticed. Um, I'm realizing that Nate is getting his karma with Cassie for blackmailing literally everyone season one, and now he's stuck too. It almost seems like the pattern is setting up to happen just like it happened with Cal and Marsha. Him and his dad were both in love triangles or like a fucking square for Nate. No idea what's going on there. I think what I failed to realize is that Elliot is a high-functioning addict, and the things that he is doing during the show don't fully make sense to me because I don't view him as an addict, but he is, and in the way that Rue does some fucked up shit, Elliot does too, but it's weird that he started weaning himself off to an extent right before he told on Rue. Okay, so for episode five, I thought that I hadn't been like I thought that episode four was my peak of being uncomfortable watching this show but episode five was crazier I was so scared and as someone who loves to rewatch shows over and over again I think this is an episode I will never watch again it gives me so many emotions and it makes me think so much about the show as a whole a lot of people critiqued A lot of people critiqued Sam Levinson this season. I think he really proved why he does what he does and how he is connected to the story. A lot of people critique him for not fleshing out characters, especially women, women loving women and people of color. But I think this episode highlights that Rue is incapable of telling other people's stories when they don't affect hers or people she's involved with, if that makes sense. We see a sliver of other people's backstories and lives, and I think that's for a reason. Rue is the main character, and the other characters' lives move her story forward, and it makes sense that Sam will be more fleshed out with her character. I don't disagree with the sentiment of a writing room with more writers, but I do wonder how that will change the story. Okay, so for episode six, this episode to me highlights the come down of drugs, and I just can't help but think of all the shit Rue got herself into prior with stealing from multiple people. But the standout event to me was Rue stealing Lexi's parents' rings. Like, we see her apologize to Ali, but I just want to see her apology to Suze, and we didn't get to see that. I like how she feels able to eat the candy after she has apologized and what it symbolizes, but I think just as episode 5 was important to express how awful drugs can be for someone, episode 6 does the same highlighting the withdrawal period and how it impacts family and friends. I love the emphasis on that this season. Everyone is saying because of the drama between Kat's character in real life, Barbie Ferreira, and Sam Levinson like the speculated drama on set that he made Kat's character a monster and limited her screen time. Sadly, I think she has always kind of been a bitch and he's always written her that way. I still love her character and admire her. Um, People were criticizing her very hard for lying to Ethan about a terminal brain disorder, but I thought it was funny and realistic. Like I know so many people that would have done that in high school. I think back to season one when Maddie calls Kat a bitch when she's going through her kitty cat can girl phase in season one episode eight where Ethan says if anyone gets hurt I will make sure it's me and that's kind of how the cookie crumbled. They rode the relationship out as long as they could and although I don't believe that reading smut means we want a toxic relationship maybe her and Ethan just aren't compatible. I do think that Kat's storyline is weak this season and I don't like that conflict ruined the story but I think people are so mean to Kat solely because she's fat. Honestly, like she is no worse than any other flawed woman on that screen. 
So after watching episode six, I was like, I wish we saw more of Fexy that this season. I love the Stand By Me scene. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, honestly. But I was happy to see a lot of Fexy in episode eight. Episode seven. I think that that's my favorite episode of the series. I love Lexi's play and how it was directed. I love that Bobby is in this episode as well. I just really wanted this episode to be longer and I was fully immersed into it and I just know that that's a good episode because of that. Seeing Nate's reaction to the play, seeing Rue sober and in the moment, it's just a great episode. I didn't leave feeling worn down or upset except in regards to the short duration. Episode 8. This entire season, I found myself looking at how much time was remaining for an episode because I constantly found myself feeling like time was being wasted and running out. This finale was great in some ways, but it was also bad in a lot of others. I really hope that with the time in between season two and three, Sam Levinson repairs his alleged issues with the cast and creates a season that garners less negativity. I honestly have to say I prefer season one to season two, but I think that that's the point of his work. I really enjoyed Euphoria this season. It allowed me to think in many different ways. It ex allowed me to get excited for Sunday nights for eight weeks in a row. And as someone who didn't watch um, right when the show came out in 2019 and watch up to date and wasn't alive of and a part of uh, Twitter reactions to it, like as time went on, like live tweeting, it was really nice to see that this season. It allows people to think deeply and come up with fan theories and just really get invested in the show. And I've never seen people get like so invested to that point before. So that was really exciting to see and witness for the first time. And I'm super excited for season three.